0: Good morning folks, it is uh, great to be recording here today at Oakfield Glen in Carrick, Fergus. We thought that we would take it outside rather than record inside just to get a bit of fresh air and uh, also show you some of the delights of Carrick as we do our recording this morning. Last week we began our journey, our recent teaching series all based upon the life of Joseph. The teaching series we're calling is we we'll Get Through This. And it simply is just an encouragement to all of us as we continue to journey through this difficult and turbulent time. And uh, simply is an encouragement that we will get through this. We've come through, we've come thus far, and uh, we've got some more journeying still to be done. But we wanna look at the life of Joseph because he's just the most incredible character that we read about in Genesis chapter 37 onwards and through to the end. Of the book and there's so much that we can learn Joseph was one of uh, 12 sons born to Jacob uh, otherwise known as Israel he was kind of the chosen one really he was the spoilt one he was the uh, daddy's boy really and uh, he together with his uh, eleven brothers he went to visit them one day and he was out in the fields and uh, during that time his brothers who hated him chose to sell him as a slave. And he was carried, he was taken from his homeland, and he was taken to uh, a foreign land, to Egypt. And in that place, he uh, had to resettle himself. He had to find a new way of living. And uh, during that time, he uh, was falsely accused of something that he didn't do. And uh, he was uh, wrongly imprisoned. And during uh, over a 20 year period, God worked some incredible um, things in His life, and uh, it was through uh, the—it was all part of God's plan—that through Joseph's life, that the people of Israel, that God's people, that that Joseph's family and the nation would be rescued from great famine and great hardship but during those 20 years that must have been an incredibly difficult time incredibly difficult period and we want to learn from his life as he journeyed through that time we want to learn from him uh, some of the principles what were the things that he did that carried him through because he not only survived great hardship he thrived through it also so where do we begin we begin by typing in the code into my ipad so that i can find the rest of my notes and uh, i'm gonna now sit on this lovely concrete um, thing and uh, hopefully not get too damp and too cold joseph uh, was thrown into a cistern it was a hole in the ground by his brothers at first they wanted to kill him uh, but then they decided well no let's not do that let's just sell him instead and uh, let's remind ourselves uh, why was it that Uh, Joseph was so hated by his brothers well uh, first of all it was because he was daddy's boy he was born to uh, to Rachel who was his uh, was his real love of his life Uh, but the other thing is is because of the way that he behaved prior to being thrown into the hole in the ground one day he came to breakfast and uh, he announces to his brothers to his family guess what I had a dream last night and in this dream we were out in the fields and we were cutting corn and my sheaf of corn a sheaf is the the gathering of corn uh, my sheaf kind of rose up in amongst this circle of other sheafs uh, which represented your sheafs he's speaking to his brothers and they bowed down now you can imagine you like you stuck up wee individual my goodness me who do you think you are and they just hate him for it now Joseph didn't get the hint because another day another time around the breakfast table he has another dream and they were prophetic dreams I mean they were from the Lord but he announced to his whole family He says do you know what in this dream I saw the Sun the moon and 11 stars and they all bowed down to me now even at that point Jacob's pretty miffed. Jacob's the dad remember and he's like do you really think myself mom your brothers do do you think that's actually what's gonna happen but he pondered it in his heart and he took note of it. That was Jacob. At this age, Joseph's only 17. And whilst these dreams, whilst his destiny was being uh, laid out for him, he didn't have the wisdom, he didn't have the tact, he didn't have the self awareness or the emotional intelligence to actually steward the dream and the destiny that he had. As I've been uh, preparing and pondering this and thinking this, I was thinking, goodness, we have a 17-year-old at home also. He's the whole life in front of him. He's not particularly disappointed that his AS levels have been cancelled. Slightly frustrated that his ability to learn how to drive right now is slightly uh, hampered. Uh, But right now he has the whole of his life ahead of him. He's journeying into this, this stage of adulthood which is just around the corner, his hopes and dreams and passions uh, that that he has for the rest of his life. And yet for him, he's going to have to journey through some things in order to get to those dreams and those things in the future that he has for him. And often that is a journey of discovery, self-discovery, but also that's a journey of relationship with God. And God's going to bring our Sam on a journey of working on his inner self, on his inner being, he's going to, Uh, just draw a part of that is because he's wanting to draw him closer to himself and i just think for many of us right now part of what god is doing in the unseen in our isolation is god is using this time to beckon us to himself that we would come before him that we would enter into his presence and that we would allow him to work at some things in our lives we've been so encouraged uh, by so many folks that have uh, had conversations with us and I know you're having it with other people they're saying this is hard but I feel like God is doing and I feel like God is saying and the courage that you have the bravery that you're displaying to want to go there and want to uh, work at the very things that God is just kind of stirring up as part of this Joseph's received this guidance this special guidance about his future however the sharing of his dreams are are to be his downfall but it's also what keeps him alive we'll look at that in a moment as Joseph lies in the pit I wonder what's running through his mind is he thinking oh my goodness what have I done what has what has led up to this was it something I said (laughs) was it something I've done how on earth did I get here He's wondering, he's pondering, what is going to happen to me? And then suddenly he hears the sound. He hears the sound of a foreign accent being spoken to his brothers above this hole in the ground. He hears, and then he hears the negotiating of money and he begins to understand what's going on. We read in Genesis chapter 37 his brothers pull Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took him to Egypt. And just let that sink in for a minute. You know, for those of us who know this story, we we can go, ah, yeah, we know this, this happened, that happened. But let's just try and ponder it for one second. Consider the hatred and the jealousy of his brothers that led them to this course of action. Consider their feelings, consider their emotions and their thoughts towards him. Consider what they have done, the betrayal, how much they must have hated him. They literally got rid of their brother and they sold him for money. And now consider Joseph, consider just a few days ago He's in the warmth of his home together with his father. He's being treated really, really well. His food on the table. Everything is going well and now consider this. He's being sold. He's tied to an animal. He's tied to the wagon of these Ishmaelite travelers. He has no idea where he's going, what will become of him. Consider the uncertainty. What's gonna happen? Consider what he leaves behind everything consider what he has left nothing as we said last week as we ponder the situation that we find ourselves in right now it, it kind of came suddenly back as we recall back to March time and March 19th was the day that we here in Northern Ireland had the first death uh, in contrib- or as a result of, of the coronavirus And then just a few days later on the 23rd of March, that's when all of the nations of the United Kingdom were locked down. It came upon us suddenly. The cost to us as nations, the cost to our world has been incredibly high. The cost to us as individuals has been really, really significant. And we recognize and we realize that it's costing some people way more than others. And this cost that we're bearing right now we're going to pay for for the next number of years however it is not the end of the story and so the story continues for joseph he has uh, embarked on his long journey to another land to another place and he's crossing through the desert and through the wilderness and it would have taken days for him to arrive to his new location into Egypt. And as he arrives there, he's not a penny to his name. He's no passport, he's no papers, work visa, no bank account, no job, no prospects, no family, nothing so it would seem. He has lost everything. And yet without this sounding like a cliche, he has all that he needs. There are two significant things which have not been taken away from him. And there are two things that we can learn from for ourselves as we continue to journey through this time and through the things that we have lost also the first thing is he's not lost his destiny the very God-given dreams that were given to him uh, were to be his downfall that he shared them so early but it was actually the lifeline that kept him going those dreams must have kept him alive. They must have sustained him. It must have been one of the things that motivated him to, that he cling or clinged, clang? no. Clung. 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 <laughs> <laughs> clung onto. I'm good, aren't I? That, that, that sustained him, that helped him towards this is the future. This is what God says. And that's what I'm going to hold on to in the midst of this time. And it's what helped him. Uh, To refuse bitterness towards his brothers it's what uh, helped him to overcome his anger and his frustration all those emotions that I'm sure that he had Um, it was his future and he knew that whilst he was down 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 on his luck down in uh, Egypt it was not where the story was going to end the loss that we have encountered through this time is not where the story ends not even death for those of us who believe is where the story ends and we know of people that have lost loved ones uh, some just due to ill health others to the coronavirus and we know how devastating how awful uh, it has been and is but it is not the end of the story what is it that you need to remind yourself of today that God has spoken to you about for tomorrow for the future what is it that you're clinging on to that God says about you and your destiny and your future and what he has for you and for your loved ones let us hold on to that Joseph knew how to play the long game and it took time it took many years for those dreams to come to pass for him but he held on to them he clung on to them and he was prepared to allow God to do in him what needed to happen for those dreams to be fulfilled and then of course secondly the thing that had not left Joseph's life was his hope and his trust in God Joseph arrives into Egypt and he sold uh, resold on again by uh, the the Midianites they the Ishmaelites they are sold to uh, this man called Potiphar. Potiphar is is an officer of the guard he is an important man in the nation of Egypt and he works in the household he lives in the household and his whole entire life has changed it must have been so different instead of being Uh, The special one at home, he now is the one lifting plates, washing dishes, providing food, tidying, cleaning, doing all of the menial tasks. He's the one doing the serving. He's in a place that's not his own, a language which is being spoke which he doesn't understand and he has to learn. A culture, uh, a food, everything must have been so different for him and to him. And you'd think at this moment in this part of the story as we catch up in chapter 39 is where we learn how Joseph's life just took a downhill spiral fits of uh, rage or into depression or addictive behavior or just revolting to the situation and circumstances that we find now this is not to say that he didn't have difficulties I'm sure many emotions went through his mind But we don't learn about those forms of behaviour or types of things. What we do learn and what we do read, we find in chapter 39, verse two. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favour in his eyes. And became his attendant Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned from the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had both in the house and in the field instead of despair Instead of um, taking a tumble and engaging in all kinds of destructive behaviour, he pressed into the presence of God and God was with him. It was the other thing that was not taken from Joseph when he lost everything. It was his presence. And, uh, you know, it's plain and simple. It's not rocket science. The Lord was with Joseph and the Lord is with you. He is with you he is mighty to save his presence is with us David writes in Psalm 139 where can I go from your spirit where can I flee from your presence another time when David uh, finally admits to his wrongdoing with his adultery with Bathsheba he writes in Psalm 51 do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me He doesn't say at that time oh no I've really messed up do not take my crown from me as king he doesn't say those things he says do not take your spirit from me because he recognizes that the presence of God is worth way more than a crown the presence of God is worth way more to us than anything else that we could possibly lose His posture towards us has not changed. His presence is with us. Even though sometimes it may not feel like he's close, feelings can be fleeting, feelings uh, cannot always be relied upon. His posture has not changed. He is with us. And that's my encouragement really uh, towards us again this morning is that we will continue to practice the presence of Jesus, that we will continue to draw alongside Him. As we journey through this time together, the two things that we learn from Joseph's life. First of all, that he didn't lose his destiny; he didn't lose uh, what was to come. He learnt to play the long game, and we must continue to remind ourselves of. This is not where the story ends. There's a brighter day to come. There are the God-given things and things that he's spoken of over our lives and that we would do well to remind ourselves of those things and to embrace the unseen things that God's doing in our lives. And secondly, we're not alone. God is with us. I want us to finish this morning just by watching listening by all means join in uh, with a song it's called the UK blessing uh, we you can find it yourself on YouTube later many of you will have seen it before uh, it's just this incredible uh, song uh, the, the blessing of God um, that was songs put together by many musicians worship leaders across the length and breadth of the United Kingdom and uh, towards the end as the song builds Uh, there's just this incredible uh, the presence of God comes powerfully I feel and I find as I watch as I listen as I sing through the simple words of he is with you he is with you he is for you he is for you hold on cling on draw near to him because we're gonna get through this